Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Today, we're hanging out with Angie Woods. She is a life coach that gives single women who love Jesus the tools to confidently pursue the life they really want. She does one-on-one coaching, group coaching. She is just absolutely incredible. And you can find her website at stewardingyourstory.com. Let's hear from Angie Woods. Angie, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so excited to get to hang out with you today. Yes, me too. I love, we've recently connected. Um, Yeah. And I just love what you're doing and how you're serving your community and your adults and all the people. So what are you working on right now that you're most excited about? Yeah. Well, Ainsley, I'm so glad to be here. Just honored to get to um, spend some time chatting with you. Um, I am really excited. I do a 12 week group coaching program for single women. And um, I have loved the women that jump in and are part of the 12 weeks. And so what I'm working on right now is I do a little kind of a a pre-launch into that group coaching program. I do a five-day challenge and it's all on Facebook. And uh, there's a community of about 1400 women inside of my single women. Yeah. It's in a Facebook group. And so during that five-day challenge, about 500 women will get on there and they'll engage in um, just what, like everything that I'm getting to share with them of just it's almost like four or five days of them just getting to take a step back and check themselves in this whole area of like, am I okay? What am I believing that is really holding me back from creating the life that I most want? And it is, it is the most fun. So I'm getting all prepped for the marketing behind that and the running of the ads and everything. So by the time you hear this, um, your listeners could jump into that five day challenge because it's, uh, the 15th through the 19th. And it is, it is so fun. So, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So how can they find it to be able yeah. to get involved? Yeah. So you can just go to my Instagram page or you can just get, visit my website, which is um, stewardingyourstory.com. And um, there's just like a link that you're going to click on. And then once you give me your email, I just send you the invite into the private Facebook group. And then they just get they get emails every day with videos and the, what I love the most is that each girl woman gets on and shares a little bit about her inside the Facebook group. And you can't imagine, well, you can, cause you, you get this. It's like, there's so many ways that we're all connected. And there are so many people that just hearing someone else share a small bit of their story feel like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm in the same boat. And I just love it because it's a space where people feel seen and understood and really get to connect with a uh, single women who are going through the same season of life as them. So really absolutely I can only imagine like the stories and the connections and the people like oh me too oh that sounds like me oh my gosh are we living the same life yes (laughs) yes yes that kind of feeling yes yeah and all under your umbrella your guidance and you are a life coach right so totally yeah yeah so I've been trained yeah yeah I've been trained to become a life coach which you know I 
always knew. So I did youth ministry and I've worked with people. I have a degree in education and I taught for a few years in the Philippines when I was single and just all these fun things that like, that I, I just feel like the Lord kind of always had led me to really just helping, um, people be set free, you know, just from the things that kind of bind us down and, and the worries of life and the struggles. And so I always thought I would become a counselor, like, and, um, but through a series of events, I got coached myself. And in that experience, I really just saw what, understanding my mind and really understanding where the thoughts are that are holding me Mm. back and really what to do with those thoughts, Ainsley, not just like, Oh, that's what's happening. But it was really like, no, it's that thought right there that you're not lovable or, you know, you're not worthy or something that is creating this whole narrative that you have created around dating or around your job or around, you know, whatever. And so all that to say, when I had the experience of being coached and I saw what it was like to really own my thoughts and to really own what was going on with me, I was just like, I want, I, the Lord later was like, I want you to do that for people. I want you to hold Mm. space so that people can dig. And I, you know, he's really given me the gift of just like loving people where they are. And so that combined with the training, I, I just love getting to show people their minds and really help them see where they're getting kind of like where we're beating our head against the wall. Yeah. It's like, it's like I help them identify. Yeah. I help them identify where they keep banging their head, you know? Yeah. That is amazing. Do you know your Enneagram type? I'm a two. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. We love it. I was like, oh my gosh, you literally sound like a two wing three. Yes. So much. Yes. That's me. That's me. Because as you're talking, I'm like, wait, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror and I love it so much. I'm like, yes, yes. yes, And amen. Yes. And amen. Yes. yes, And amen. God, I love that so much because I think that it's so, it can be so consuming whenever we do believe these limiting beliefs or, uh, you know, we do keep banging our head against the wall. It's like, you just can't shake it sometimes. So to be able to, you know, have someone who is trained and experienced and has processed all of those things themselves and been able to be like, this is you being like, Hey, this is what, this is the formula. Almost I've seen yes. success with it. This is what you can do to become the best version of yourself, become the best single version of yourself, so on and so forth. And that is so awesome. Yeah, it's really Okay. So this group coaching, I can't wait to see all the fruit that comes out of it. I can't wait to keep up in like, I want to know how it goes and all the things. Um, Stewardingyourstory.com. Yeah. That is your website. Amazing. And then what's your Instagram handle? Um, It's just Angie Woods Coaching. Perfect. Okay. Angie Woods Coaching. coaching. Um, Okay. So I actually asked our single friends on Instagram a few questions that they could ask you. Yes. And the first one is how do I know if I'm ready to start dating? Okay. That's such a good question. And I thought about that a lot because I feel like, um, you know, whenever I, I encounter women who are like, you know, I'm really struggling in dating or anything like that. I really have to help them kind of pick apart this Ainsley. I think you're ready to start dating when you're ready to go all in on the belief 
that there is an amazing godly man that's out there that cannot wait to meet you. Mm. And you're not ready to start dating until you can get your mind wrapped around that belief. That's so good. Because everything else, like a lot of times, Ainsley, people go into dating wondering, am I someone that someone will pick? And that is the question that is, that is literally creating, helping them take all the action on dating websites on, you know, apps, meeting friends or whatever, but you cannot go there until you're completely bought into the belief. Like I'm hundred percent going to believe there's an amazing single godly man that cannot wait to meet me. And I feel like that raises your standards too, right? You're like not settling for the booboo dude who is only at night, only wanting to hang out, you know, in the dark because you're, you're having that belief that no, the, the one that God has for me is there, is out there. And he's amazing. Thankfully. And and he's amazing. And I cannot wait to meet me. And he cannot wait to meet me. We just haven't met yet. Yeah. That's when you're ready to start dating because you're bought into like, he's out there. It's just a matter of how, how many people I need to meet before I find him. Yeah. And it totally changes the way you look at dating. I love that. I really do like that because it, it brings so much hope to dating, right? Where I feel like so many people are hopeless in the dating path, I guess they're like, Oh, I'll never do this. I'll never find that. Or she has that. Why can't I have that? You know, that kind of thing. And then that's whenever those questions start to kind of creep in, like, well, am I not worthy? Am I not good enough or whatever? So whenever you have that belief, all of those things kind of start to fall in line almost. Totally. So now, you know, I, I have a lot of women who are like, you know, I, I want to date, but I just, you know, I'm having a hard time believing that someone could like me the way that I am. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to lose that 20 pounds, or I really don't like the state of my apartment or my living stage situation or my career that I'm in. I need to get that all cleaned up first before I can go out and start meeting someone. But basically you're just saying, I don't believe I'm lovable just the way I am. Mm. I believe that I need to change in order to be more lovable, which is not true. So you fall into that trap of changing for someone else. Totally. And then guess what? When they don't like that version of you that you changed for them, you're stuck with who am I, right? Like, what do I even like? What's important to me? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Y'all. It is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is available now. Go get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places, all the things. I'm so excited to share this with you. Okay, so in that season of like before the dating or even during, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
how can you steward that single season really well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I, this is what I know. I think accepting the season as it is, is like the number one start to kind of saying, listen, I'm 30 and single. I never thought I'd be here, but man, I'm going to open up to accepting that this is where I am. And then what do I want to create with this life? Like, do I want to, to figure out what it takes to take care of me? Do I want to figure out what my passions are, my dreams are, and what's really important to me? And you just get really good at allowing the Lord to speak into your heart with desires that he's given you for you to follow and really take effort towards following them. You know, if you have a heart and a passion for travel or for starting a, you know, a, um, a foster care, you know, stuff for single, like whatever the Lord is laying on your heart, like keep following that, but, but believe that God can do amazing things in this season of singleness and that life Ainsley, you'll get this. You'll understand this. Like life is not better married than single. 100%. And so we just have to remember that because when we're single, we think, oh man, you know, but if I'm married, it'll be easier to fill in the blank. Right. And so we just have to remember and single women, like you get the opportunity to say, there is a 50, 50 to my life right now. And the negative 50 part of my life might be that I'm alone a lot or that I don't have anywhere to go on a holiday. Like those are just parts of it. But man, when you're married, you know, the 50% that's hard is like, I've got to share holidays with my spouse. (laughs) You know, I don't ever get to be alone. You know, it's just, it's, it's just like, you have to understand that every season, single, married, dating, um, babies, you know, pre teenagers, you know, all Mm -hmm. there is something there is good and bad in every part of it. But if we can open up to the good and bad of that current season, you're going to be able to steward it in a better way because you're able to affect it instead of it affecting you. One thousand percent. I really just couldn't agree with you more because I think a lot of times people see getting married as a goal and you know, that's when all the pieces will fall into place. And do I think being married is awesome? Sure. Yes, of course, because I love the man that I married. Like, yeah, of course. But that doesn't mean that this season is any more beautiful than the ones before it, because, or, you know, and I'm in that baby season right now. It's, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful, hard season, just like a beautiful, hard season was just being married, just like a beautiful, hard season was just, you know, being single and being on my own, just like a beautiful, hard season is starting a new job, you know, like yes, yes. none of these, uh, I guess, checkpoints that we are glamorizing or glorifying are going to fulfill us. We have to let the Lord do that. And he will prepare this vessel for the future and who he has and all of those things. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I really do think that that is such a common mindset Do you find that in your life coaching that people have that a lot? Yes. Well, I mean, and that's probably what caused me my biggest heartache was this belief that it should be easier than it was, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, 
oh my gosh, it should just, it shouldn't be this hard. But then that's just me fighting against what is the reality of life, living in a fallen world where we have negative emotion half of our life. So also like if, when I was single, I believed, you know, oh, well, when I married, it'll be, it'll be better or easier But then there. And I, I, this is why, so the reason that I work with single women and I'm married is because I saw a quote that was like, be who you needed 10 years ago. So I got certified right when I was like about to be 40. And it was like, I, at 29, 30, I needed someone to help me see that I was creating a ton of unnecessary suffering just because I wasn't willing to just accept the way it was. I was just fighting. Like it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be 30 and single. I shouldn't be 28 dating a guy. And, and we break up like it, I should have had babies by now. I should. And it was just this belief system that I just kept beating myself up with my current circumstances against fake circumstances that I thought I should have. Yeah. And, and we do it to ourselves all the time. I mean, we were even talking all the about, time. you know, it's like, well, I, was, I believe I should have a bigger audience or I believe that I should make a bigger impact or, you know, it's just instead of accepting what is and leaning into the heart of that season. And here's the thing, like, I wish I would have learned the things that I learned in the last, you know, you know, uh, three years that I've had these tools, I, man, I wish I would have been able to implement that into my singleness because I want single women to show up in marriages, confident in who they are, loving who they are Yeah. instead of, oh, well, if my husband loves me, well, then I must be lovable, but I don't really like, you know, these parts of me, but, you know, because we're going into a whole different game when you get married. Like you've got to not only love who God has made you, you've got to unconditionally love who God made your spouse to be. Yeah. Which is I mean, really we hard have a hard sometimes. enough time. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. That's so good. So true. And I love that. I mean, and I do think it's like part of the two nature is like serving the next girl or serving yeah. the girl that you used to be, because it's like, no, I have the keys to this yeah. lesson that I have to tell you about yes. to save you yes. for a little bit, you know, like yeah. there's some heartache that you can skip yeah. if you just do um, what I didn't. Yeah. I just want know. all single women to not have to suffer the way I did. I want them to really enjoy them. I didn't enjoy me, Ainsley. I spent like 10 years hating on me, wishing I was different than I was, believing that if I was different, I'd be easier to love. Right. And the whole thing, like, I wish, you know, what I could tell single Ainsley is like, you have stuff to do before you have to consider someone else's schedule. You need to go do it. You, You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to go do it. You need to not worry about somebody, anybody, don't worry about trying to find the date. Don't worry about looking good for this person. Don't worry about it. You have a commission, you have stuff to do, you know, cause now I still have don't, and I don't want to make it sound like, Oh, I can't do anything now. Like I can, I absolutely can, but it's significantly harder because I have my husband's schedule to consider. And now my child's schedule to consider. And it's just a lot more planning. Yes. Than it was before. So this single season, it's so I, I like I I grieve it sometimes because I'm like, man, all the time that I had to just pursue my calling and without any other schedules. But 
and that just goes back to saying like how beautiful and hard and wonderful and messy and crazy every season of life is. Totally. So just because this question mark that is over the single season is happening now, it doesn't mean that you're, you're, that's yeah. going to go away when you get yeah. married. Yeah. It just changes. The question yeah. just changes. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and I wish I want single women to know that like their season of singleness does not mean that there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause that is just like, that is the number one question that they're asking is, why haven't I been picked? Is there something wrong with me? And I want yeah. them to step into the space where there is nothing wrong with you. Nothing. You're amazing. You're hundred percent lovable just the way you are. Mm-hmm. If you can step into that and then go out and try to meet other humans, guys, and see what, who God created, like they're amazing men that God created. And you can step into meeting them, not with all the pressure that they have to be the one, but just like, there is a man out there for me. That's yeah. going to love me just the way I am. And I'm going to be able to love them just the way they are. And yes. let's go have fun finding that guy. Right. Right. Bring the fun back in because it does yeah. not have to be so heavy. No. I love that. One of the things that I have been asked multiple times is how I am so confident. And <laughs> y'all, it's all Jesus. I'll tell you that. But I did make a field guide for you if you do want practical steps on how to find your wild confidence. That is available if you go to my website, ainsleybritton.com, and you click on field guides, you can find it right there for $49. And you too can find your wild confidence. So, okay, so I'm thinking about the girl who is, you know, on the search in that season who is starting these beginning, the beginning of relationships, let's say, I don't know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. They're going on a few dates. Yeah. Yeah. What are some common, like easy to miss red flags that you have seen or coached or whatever in the beginning of a relationship that they can use as discernment? Okay. Well, I typically coach Ainsley on what the client is seeing red flags in their own behavior. So we a ton on, you know, do you notice that you're compromising who you are when you're with this person? Do you notice that you don't like who you are when you're sitting there? What are, what is your brain focusing on when you're with this guy? Are you focusing? Are you, have you created this beautiful narrative where you guys are married and walking down the aisle and you, you aren't even present with the guy that's sitting here and you're actually interested in, you know, what's your normal Tuesday? Like, you know, like, what do you do after work? You know, like, like, what are your favorite things to spend money on? You know, like, like what is going on with you, the the woman who's sitting there? Are you questioning? Like, are you so in your head about you? Like, does he like me? Does he think I'm cute? Da, 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 da. Yeah. So like, I want you to think, to flip that. And instead of being focused on the red flags and them, I want, want you to focus on what am I noticing about me? What is my brain freaking out about? Like, what, what is my brain Um, you know, inside of the, uh, single women who love Jesus Facebook group, somebody posted recently, you know, I'm just not excited to go meet this guy. You know, this is like her third date or something. And she's like, what is wrong with me? Like what's going on with this? And, and I, I got in there and I said, listen, the guy doesn't make you excited. It's what you think that makes you excited. 
So you're not getting, your thoughts are not getting to a point where you can be excited about him. Now that might not be because he's not someone that you can get excited about. It might be because you just aren't trained. Your brain's looking for all the negative about this guy and believing yeah. it's going to work out and thinking, oh my gosh, she's probably going to crush my heart. So I might as well just get really, you know, like just already kill it before it, you know, starts, you know? And so I explained like, I get excited about things when I think about them in a way that gets me excited. Right. Uh. So, so like I use the example of like where the crowd saying, like I read the book. And so when I found out there was going to be a movie, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Right. Yeah. This is so funny because I use this as an example. I was so excited about it. And it was because I had these thoughts, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the characters and the storyline and how they do it and da, da, da. And like that got me excited. And then I had a friend tell me, you know, it was a little too hot and heavy, you know, in some of the scenes. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go see it now. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like immediately my brain just went from excited to, I had one thought that came in and all of a sudden my, everything shifted. And that's what we do in dating. Like, yeah. you know, they walk in and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because, you know, this guy likes me. And then they get there and they're like, I don't know if I like the way he dresses. I don't know if he's holding, like he didn't hold the door open for me or like, you know, he's looking at his phone too much. And all of a sudden, like they're focusing on all of that instead of focusing on what thoughts make me feel excited and confident and like enjoying, like feeling enjoyment and creating that for them. So it's, 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 yeah. I don't know if that answers the question, but. It does because it's, it gives me so much to like, it. I don't know, reframing, that question, even as you did, it makes it so much more like there's something we can do about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of like, or, or I guess something proactive, Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah. Well, think and think about it, Ainsley, your brain is looking for the red flags, the negative. Okay. Our lower brain is constantly ever, all the time. It's looking to keep us alive and to keep yeah. us surviving. So when you meet a guy for the first time, your brain is going to bring up red flags and, and maybe it's not even red flags, but it's just that survival instinct of like, I, it's like you went into Times Square and you're naked yeah. and your brain's like, <gasps> you know, and it's like, yeah. it's looking for all the danger. So when you go meet a guy you've never met before, or maybe you've been dating him for three or four weeks, your brain is, you've not experienced that. And so your brain is like, uh, what if he, you know, had a girlfriend once and, you know, and it brings this, <laughs> yeah. like, this crazy story. And like you said, Ainsley, you wake up in the morning with this random, like thoughts of like, oh my gosh, like this could be a bad idea. Right. And so then you focus on all of the bad of them instead of stepping back and being like, okay, who do I want to be when I'm with this guy? Mm -hmm. And yeah. how do I create that? And here's the key. You're going to marry a guy that has a 50, 50. You mm -hmm. just are like, if you think you're going to keep, you're going to keep dating and find a guy that has a magical hundred percent, amazing. And you know, zero of the other, like there is a 50, 50. The question is, can you be open to their 50, 50? And can you yeah. choose to love their 50, 50? That's all you're looking for when you're dating. Right. And I love what you said about the romanticizing the future, like while you're there kind of, oh, yeah. because I think that's so, 
so true that you romanticize the future and like, what is our life going to be like instead of understanding the reality of the day to day? Like, what do you do on a Tuesday after you get home from work? Like you said, um, because that's what you are choosing whenever you choose to get married. You're choosing the day to day. You're the wedding, this big romantic thing, like is only one day. Yeah. It's the days well, following. Yeah. And, and it's like the reason our brain wants to just romanticize about the future is it wants to get out of the discomfort of the unknown in the present. Mm -hmm. So ladies, when your brain starts to go to like you and him walking down the aisle, going on a beach honeymoon, having your first baby, it's because your brain is not comfortable with what is, and it's not, it doesn't know how to, um, it's like, it has these thoughts, but it doesn't know how to, um, like group the data. Your brain doesn't know how to group like what it's taking in, uh -huh. you know? And so instead of doing the work of like, what do I really think about his dress? You know, how he yeah. dresses, your brain's like, we get married and we have kids and we live happily ever after. Yeah. It's, it's like an so escape, escape yes. tactic, I guess. And wow. what I encourage people to do is like lean into the uncomfortable. Ask yourself, do I care how he dresses? You may, you may not, mm -hmm. may not be important to you. Yeah. You know, he might play video games that may bother you. That may not, you get to decide, yeah. but listen, if him playing video games bothers you, don't think you can marry him and change him. Don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you choose to say, <sighs> I don't like his video games and I'm going to walk away from him because that's what I have is valuable to me, but mm -hmm. don't make it that they're a bad guy. Just be like, Hey, you have things like when you're getting to know them, they're getting to know you and you want to be honest and real about who you are. Yeah. And the more you can be authentically you in a dating relationship is the more that you're going to be able to really show up and decide, do I want to choose this guy? And does he want to choose me? And that's it. And then if you're getting to take your power back, totally. that you so often hand over trying to be the one who gets picked versus it being a mutual decision. Totally. I love like that. you got to know that like, you're going to get picked. That's the question that everybody's like, I don't know. And listen, we don't know, but your default is to believe you won't be picked. So right. I want to create the default. I'm going to get picked. I just don't know when. Right. Exactly. And then just keep that. showing up in that way. There mm -hmm. is no harm to that. Listen, you know, the opposite of that is you not getting picked and being disappointed. Listen, get, you're going to get good at disappointment because you're going to get good at having hope and wanting something to work out and it doesn't work out. Yeah, And that's yeah. okay because next, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. Like when I first started coaching and I was like, so nervous about the amazing women I was going to work with. And I was like, are they going to like me? Are they going to pick me? And I'll never forget. I got coached on, you know, if a girl says to you, Hey, listen, you're awesome life coach. I just, I'm not ready to do this work with you right now. And literally the next thought that comes into my mind is that's great. There will be somebody else. Yeah. And that's the kind of mentality that women need to take into dating. Well, oh, this yes. didn't work out. That's fine. Great. There will be yeah. somebody else. Yeah. No problem. Totally understand. Move along. Yeah. It's and that's so, the like, narrative we have to done, start. But... Yes. 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 <laughs> but that's the narrative that we want to encourage in each other. Like you single women have single right. friends. You get to encourage. So when that guy doesn't work out, don't be like, woe is me. Be like, okay. He's out there, you know, I, I'll give you three days to cry about it. And then we're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so good. So 
I mean, and, and let's say like, you feel like you're in a hopeless place, like that, yeah. this is a great time to get a life coach. Yeah. I mean, be the best version of yourself, like yes. do the work and yes. equip yourself with the tools needed yeah. potentially in the way of coaching. So what totally. does your coaching yeah. look like? Do you only do group coaching? Do you yeah. do individual? Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching and then I do group coaching and there's benefits in both, right? Some people like, you know, spending a little more and having that private time where they just dig into what their issues are or their, you know, we spend that whole hour just digging in and finding the root of, of like some of their, uh, of the problems that they're, that they're enduring or struggling with. We really get to the root Um, so that they can see that there's a belief in there that they're struggling to believe. So we, that's, I love working one-on-one with people group. It's so fun because if you like group, it's, it's less expensive, right? So Uh it's, it's more like, it might be able to be more affordable for a season and you get to be with what you learn so much from watching other women get coached. I mean, I love watching somebody else. They're doing the work and I'm catching all these thoughts going, I want that one. Oh, I struggle with that. And so really the whole time they're just watching someone present like, Hey, I got in a fight with my mom and this happened, or, Hey, I went on a date with this guy. And it is amazing what 10 other people can watch one person get coached and just everybody's relate to. Yes. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so people work with me for six, like six weeks doing one-on-one just to really learn the tools. And the group coaching is 12 weeks. And I offer group coaching in the fall and in the spring, and I'm always enrolling one-on-one clients depending on how many I have and, and how much is available. So amazing. This yeah. is, I already, like, we've only been talking for, you know, 40 minutes and I'm yeah. like, I can already see so much value in your work and everything you're doing. So, um, Angie Woods coaching on Instagram, stewarding your story. Yes. Stewarding your story.com. Thank you so much for hanging out. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode. Yes, Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B., And my website is ainsleybritton.com. See y'all later.